Football is life! Welcome everybody to episode 57! I am one of your hosts, one of the executive producers of Emerson Channel Sports, Nat Mudis, joined by playwright Ethan Cooney. Uh, thank you very much. Hi, Nat. Welcome back. It's great to have you back in the studio. How's it going? And uh, National Broadcasting Society, the Emerson Chapter, Matt Powell. It- nice. Hello, hello. What is going on? That was very flattering. Thank you. Yeah, those were good intros. Uh, I feel like we. I feel like we need to. We needed to um, put more respect on uh, ourselves and our title and like <laughs> our titles, like our, right. and <laughs> talk about like uh, the qualifications that we have. Mm. Walk um, around with a bunch of name tags. Yes. If you want to talk about qualifications, uh, three-time Evie nominees, the show, all three of us, three Evies. Nobody's ever been nominated for three Evies before. This is journalism. Yeah. We only have one. Only I have a headset, but I did just do a horn there. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you said Evie nominated, um, because that is true. Three-time Emmy nominated, Evie's neck this this coming Friday, and um, tickets should be free. Um, and we're gonna move on and talk about soccer. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> Cosine. Cosine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into the the last two weeks since we were off. Uh, last week. Um. And uh, we'll start by going over a uh, quick hits with the uh, CONCACAF Champions League. Now we know who the final is going to be. It is LAFC versus Leon. Ethan, who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for no one, uh, but I am... So red cards. Yes, yeah, red cards, although I am kind of rooting for LAFC, so Sounders Get out. can no longer be the only team to have won... The only MLS team to have won uh, CCL. Matt? I'm rooting for LAFC because I think that the MLS's ultimate goal is to be, like, the sixth best league in the world. Like, the ultimate, like, short-term goal. I think eventually Mm -hmm. when the salary caps get way raised and things fundamentally change, they can be the best league in the world and, like, maybe in our lifetimes, maybe past that. But I think the short-term goal is to be, like, the sixth best league in the world. And in order to do that... They need to be winning CCL every single season. I agree yeah. with you about uh, that. To like really raise this the status, we do need to be winning uh, CCL every year. Um, it's not really the thing that I hate more. Uh, the thing that I really hate the most about LAFC is just how they're covered. Like if LAFC was covered like the other teams, then like them winning wouldn't be annoying. But the yeah. reason I really, really want Leon to win is because the amount of articles that are going to be titled LAFC, the best club ever, or LAFC <laughs> has done it, has has done it. They won all the, uh, they they won the, the treble, um, which... Which they're gonna they're gonna call this the treble, even though it is the treble. It was, it's the, unprecedented. They did, not, they did not win U.S. Open What's Cup. The third they have trophy? done. It's the supporter shield. Oh, you can't say the supporter shield. Okay, right? but winning the supporter shield and usually the treble, usually the treble would be the U.S. Open Cup, 
MLS Cup and Supporter Shield. Now, mm. they they they're going to say it's the treble because they have three trophies. Now, this is across, and I agree, this is not an, a complete treble because this is across two seasons, and obviously this is still very hard to win. But yeah. um, they can't be the. I don't think they can be the greatest team ever if they did not. Um, their success in the U.S. Open Cup has been absolutely terrible since they've let since mm. they've uh, they've entered the league. Last year in the Open Cup, they exited to a horrendously bad LA Galaxy team. Oh yeah. Um. So, but it's really about just how they're getting covered is is what makes it hard for me to root for them. Yeah. What we should be covering is the fact that the Philadelphia Union have bottled another chance at a trophy. And this is the first time in a while that first first time that it, they really did yeah. really blow it this time because the other times like they were m- minutes away from winning MLS Cup <laughs> and all their other results in LA have been ties. So they really have gone yeah. They really have matched LAFC uh, very well. Um, but, uh, I mean, the first leg, they should have won. They should have won. They they let LAFC get back into it late in the game. Um, and then uh, they did not have many chances uh, in this game um, in LA. Um, any other thoughts on... on- on CCL? Yeah, something I found interesting, once again, about uh, the union, is that after this uh, this exit in the CCL, I saw a lot of fans, you know, with uh, with Curtain Out hashtags. And I, What do you think about that, Jim Curtain Out? I've also seen those, and I think... Um Philadelphia fans need to under need to need to have a long look at where the grass <laughs> might be greener. Yeah, because there are worse managers in this league. Oh, for sure. There they, need, are, they need to get lost. There are at least that. 20 worst managers in this league. <laughs> I mean, there's Jim Curtin is not a perfect manager. Uh, his substitutes haven't been perfect. Um, his tactics, um, specifically against LAFC and specifically in the second half of games when he has to go to his depth, um, have not been perfect. But He's a sore loser. Yeah. You know, there's lots to complain about, but there is there there are a lot of bad teams in the MLS, and Philadelphia Union are not one of them. I don't know. Can you really say he's a sore loser after this game? He was. I mean, he was. I mean, he did say he after the game. He he was really complimenting LAFC for being the best club ever. He's just, he's just trying to get the move. He's just trying to be the next coach of LAFC. I do think it's worth considering LAFC as maybe the best MLS team in history. I d- I feel like it's really hard to compare because of how the the league has in, has evolved. Um for me, I will still I will still say that the the 20 the, the best Sounders team ever was the uh 2014 Sounders team when we won the Supporters Shield and uh the U.S. Open Cup, and if we and if uh, the stupid away goals rule hadn't been added, then we would have gone to um, MOS Cup, and that probably would have been our first MOS Cup against um, New England. 
um, because that would have been in Seattle. Oh. Just we were absolutely flying that year. Literally, the entire like that year we had Albafemi Martins and Clint Dempsey and DeAndre Yedland. Like they're at the top of their game. They went to the World Cup and we did not slow down at all. Um, so to me, I that team is has to rank pretty high. Um, in best teams ever. Um, I think uh, MLS is always talking about... The, but I, I will put this LAFC team over... Because of their, their depth, I would say that they're definitely at least over the other team that's won the treble, which is Toronto FC in 2017. Oh, yeah. Like, that... Th- I mean, that calling that a treble is even worse than this treble. Because it was a Canadian trophy, right? Yeah. They completed it. Yeah, because the Canadian championship, to, to win that, you have to beat... it. It's just a semifinals and then finals. Right. That is it. Because it's like, yeah, it's like four teams, right? Yeah. You got Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. And then like one of the... One like... One team from yeah. the lower division in Canada. Um, but with... But that is way, way easier to win than the U.S. Open Cup. And, I mean, this is... Yeah. U.S. Open Cup is probably the easier competition to win. When you win... This is... It's a cup competition. You win eight... You win six games and then you win a trophy. But it is still way harder to win... Win since you're seeing uh, way more different teams and different styles than uh, the Canadian Championship. Should we rank the trophies quickly to, like... To just just real mm. briefly, um, I think CCL is first, MLS Cup is second, Open Cup third, Supporters Shield fourth, and then every other cup below that, big old tier below that. Wait, so it's CCL, MLS M- Cup, MLS up. US Open Cup, Supporters Shield. Where would you put the mm. Where would you put the League's Cup? That oh, that in? is brand new. Um, uh, maybe uh, either above the supporters' shield or right below it. I would say I think, I think it is above the supporters' shield because the supporters' shield holds pretty much nothing because you don't play because uh, schedules are unbalanced. Yeah. Um, they should give at this point. They should give a trophy to whoever whoever finishes first in the Western Conference and whoever finishes first in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. Um, based on how it is now, um, I would say that the League Cup is higher than that because of, like, it is it's another cup competition, and I mean it. it the Mexico's involvement does yeah. raise the stakes for me. Um, I did see an article. I saw an article the other day which was like, like comparing which like assigned each of the. Um, each of the uh, like playoff wins and the trophies to uh to like a point total and then it's decided who was the most successful club and oh. the ranking made literally no sense um i MLS cup was 9 points in in this it was 9 points um ccl was 2 points Whoa. Playoff wins was like one point. <laughs> um, U.S. Open Cup was two points, and like with this scheduling, they had LAFC um, with the most points. Which yeah. still, I need to look at this article again. But this makes no sense. Like by by, if we're looking at at trophies or like adding points, like 
um, like the the amount of U.S. Open cups that the that like the Sounders have, and playoff wins, like even just yeah. like it, like it's like, how are you? How is that ha- happening? You have to. It's only the same if you start from like 2017. But even that, we still have the same number of op- of MLS cups as they do. So, uh, incredibly biased article. Well, you have one more, right? Well, yes. Yes, yes, in, oh, indeed we do. Oh, since 2017, though? Yes. Well, right. yeah, since yeah. 2017 is would be the one. I, but, yes, we do have we do have two MLS cups, Ethan. Yes. Uh, I can't yes. believe I was the one who did that this time. Yeah. Um, how it, many do you have again? Matt, I, how many do you have? Zero. Yeah. Something I think we Roudly. could do. There have been, like, what, 20, like, 28 MLS cups at this point? I remember the 25th season was a couple years ago. Um Maybe we're at twenty-seven. It, it started in nineteen ninety-six. Um, I I cannot do yeah. that math, but thank <laughs> you. Um, so I think it could be fun. It, what if we ranked every MLS Cup winning team I, I, yeah. on another episode? Yeah, but like we could. We will, we will add that to our yeah. Add to that our, to, add that to our time. extra extra time segments. Here, I'll, I'll put that in. All right. Um. All right. Uh. For other. T- other topics, uh, U.S. announced the U.S. Soccer announced that uh, Anthony Hudson um, is going to be in charge of the team for the Nations League games. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on the U.S. that uh, not announcing um, an an actual coach yet? They have also said that Jesse Marsh is the front runner. Um, oh. so, so, what do you guys think of? Um, or he's the rumor. To be the front runner. So, what do you think of them not actually appointing someone yet? Can you play the sad sound? Yes, I got you. I'm, I'm bringing it up. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about your thoughts while I bring it up? I don't. Know, that's all I have to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I think it only really matters who's the manager during the Nations League if we're going to end up with somebody like Louis Enrique who really needs to implement a system and needs time to succeed. So this doesn't matter to me unless someone who's incredibly system dependent like Louis Enrique. I think um, I just played the sad, the sad <laughs> sound. Um, I I think that we saw we we lost a year between um, the firing of uh, Klinsman and then them hiring or not Klinsman. Um, Bruce Arena. Um, we lost a year between Bruce Arena and Burhalter, and that was, I think that was, because it, it takes time to uh, make a system, and I while I do think the U.S. needs to play like more of a simple, they the, like, they should be playing a simple formation um, to, uh, and just getting, making sure we're getting the best players on the field, like, what, like, what's the, why are we waiting? Just, just bring in Jesse Marsh. <laughs> I wish well, I could say. What's he doing right now? Is he just on vacation right now? Probably like, just watching Ted Lasso and like, like going like literally me each episode. But you know, I, I don't know. I just hire that's a him. Really I guess. funny mental image. That's really good. How, yeah. How do he's you? He's just f- sitting on the couch with a beer, and he's just uh, Ted Lasso's like, "How y'all doing?" He just goes, "Yeah." Oh, that's literally me. And Jesse Marsh is just pointing at the TV. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like oh, it's like looking into a mirror. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what do you what how do you guys feel about Anthony Hudson right now 
and how and how he's doing with the national team. Do you have the sad sounds still up? No, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to play it again. I mean, I don't know. I just want to. He um, hasn't lost. I mean, no, I he's could, fine. I just want to. I just want an actual. Not that he's not an actual coach, but I want a full time head coach yeah. who's going to take us to 2026. Yeah. Resounding indifference. I don't care. I want a real coach, but but as far as like what's tactically and um like personnel wise been done to the team, I it's just boring. Speaking of the US men's national team, we are a a little under six weeks out from the Nations League game. Um and Tim Ream this uh this past week uh. broke his arm um and is expected to be out for six to eight weeks. Um, who who are you guys feeling should come in uh, in place of Tim Ream? And uh, do you think this means the end to Tim Ream, or will he be back? Well, I mean, it's just a broken arm. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah. um, you know, I know he'll probably be back. I know he's on the older side, um, but I think he'll he'll survive and he'll come back and he'll be just as good. Luckily, I mean, I think he can still – it'll be limited, it'll be limited, but he can still train a bit with a broken arm. Because I mean, yeah. your legs are fine. Yeah, but and he can play with the cast. I mean, like obviously yeah. it's painful, but like oh, he yeah, can still painful. he can still he can still play. Um, also, Cameron Carter Vickers, he's out for three to four months. Oh wow! Um, with a knee injury. Um, so Matt, uh, who who you picking to play center back? Um, because both of them will most likely be at. Tim Ream will most likely be out for the Nations League. I'm guessing he won't. He wouldn't get called in for the Gold Cup. But uh, who who do you expect for to play center back uh, moving forward? Uh, is Chris Richards healthy? I think so. Yeah, he yeah. should be healthy. Chris Richards and Walker, um, probably with. Um, I don't know who backs them up. I they, that's not a position that they're very deep at. So. I I love I love Walker. I mean, like I've been hard on Walker, but. Uh, I, I give this I would give it to Miles Robinson and Chris Richards. Um I think Miles Robinson is Miles Robinson is a better player, is the is the best center back. I mean he was the he was the lockdown starter before he got injured and then it the first lockdown became Walker. So I would put Miles before Zimmerman. I don't think what that being said, I don't think Walker Zimmerman's time is done. Unfortunately, no, I, not at all. I, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and the MLS for sure. Uh, the, I don't think Walker will be a part of any 2026 consideration. Um, I think yeah. he. Uh, I think he very much could be. He could be I on think the he, plane. he could be on the, well, on the, play, on the he's bus. A, he's guess. some player you, you can have. You can have him on the bench because I mean, like he's just a, You can put him on at the end of games. You yeah. put him at the end of games. You could also. Yeah, if and you also, go to like five in the back or something. He's also a center back. Who he's very good in the air. Obviously, he's yeah. good at scoring goals. He could be also be Tim Ream 2.0. You know, he could be that yeah. old guy. Ages like fine yeah. wine. He could also play. He could also play. Um, he could also come in as a forward since we're struggling there, and he <laughs> scores goals. I do yeah. want to see younger players get opportunities um, because I think the end goal is 2026. So I, if if Walker gets more or less phased out of the USMNT, I would not be all that upset about it. James Sands. Uh, Put him in there. Put him in, coach. He's he's. I think James Sands is more of a. He's less of a center. A more, back now. He's more yeah. of a midfielder, definitely in the eyes of the U.S. 
Yeah. Um, Although he did play yeah. a bit of center back yeah. against whoever we played last. I forget. In the in the friendly, did he play? The, he played in oh, the against friendly Mexico, against Mexico. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that was more just because of who was available. I would expect. I think James Sands does have more of a future with. I think he has more of a future with the national team than Zimmerman does. Yeah, just and, really on age. Yeah. of his age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is crazy how young he is. I I yeah, forget he's of how still young like twenty two. I think. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is weird that he's so close to our age. If he can keep a spot over Noel Buck, who seems to be coming forward at this Ooh. rate. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't like yeah. that guy. You don't he's, like that guy? No, he scored his first goal against NYCFC, and Nat and I were at the game mm. yep. at Gillette Stadium. And then they played Shake It Off. He's really good. Which I did. And really young. Yeah. Which I did shake it off afterwards. That's good. I was like, ah, I got scored on, got to shake it off. Short-term memory. Thanks, thanks Taylor. Like an athlete. Another yeah. another person who, uh, who uh, Nashville has uh, shook off uh, <laughs> is... Um, <laughs> Our man uh, Ake Lobs, his contract has been terminated. Let's hear the horn. Oh, no. (laughs) A man lost his job. No, it was a mute. They mutually (laughs) agreed to part ways. You're right. right, And he's he's already on another team. Matt, Uh, how are you feeling? I feel fantastic. Ake Loba is a player that we brought in for $6.8 million. Ake Lobs. Ake Lobs. 6.8? $6.8 million. Jeez. I think I think I saw someone break down the math, and Ake Loba transfer fee plus salary has been the most we spent on a player um, by far in our club history, and it's right around equal to what we spent on every other player in He's, club history. Wow. He's got to be very close to one of the worst MOS DP signings ever. Absolutely, he scored um, two goals in forty appearances. There, I think he is, had like two starts. Is there anyone who comes? <laughs> Is there anyone who's a word? I mean, like that amount for what he did, like had puts him really high. Is there anyone who you guys can think of who comes close? Like the ones, the worst signings that I usually think of are Pity Martinez for Atlanta, who just came with a lot of promise and really just did nothing. Yeah. Um, but um, and then the other one is uh, Gio uh, Gio Dos Santos. Um uh. and but with both of those guys, like both of them, to Matt's point about starts, like they started. Aguila Loba was barely ever on the field <laughs> and they paid him that much. Yeah. Um yeah, any any other True. people that come to mind as bad DPs? I mean all of, like the combination of Charlotte's three DPs right now, they all played themselves uh, off the field. Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're running out 11 people without a DP on the field because so I I guess, you know, having one DP is a bad thing. Having three is something else. Yeah. Um all right, let's move on to uh our teams uh past week. Um the Sounders were playing uh Min- the Sounders played uh Minnesota uh first and then they played RSL. Both of these games were very boring. Um so we can, I think we can pretty much move past um only goal <laughs> came from Albert Rusnak um as we got past uh, Minnesota. This was again, we always play Minnesota wearing the uh recycled jerseys. This is the third time I think we've we've uh, worn them. 
Um, it is kind of ironic that we only wear the recycled jerseys once. I know. I was thinking about this, and it's like you make a whole big deal about you're saving the environment with the plastic jerseys. Just make all of the jerseys with them. Yeah. Save the environment. Help it out. And it's like, yeah, I don't I don't really understand everything about it because, like, it's like, why are the jerseys only ever in blue? It, yeah. That was also a weird thing, that watching this game, watching this game where both teams were in colors that are mostly... Uh, associated with Minnesota made it extremely difficult to remember who. It's spring break at Bob's Discount Furniture, as in take a break from Zoom conference fatigue and take those meetings outdoors on my gorgeous and newly expanded Bob's Backyard Furniture. Take a break from haggling and high-pressure sales with my everyday low prices on quality mattresses with Bobopedic sleep benefits. Take a break from boring with my style-forward and feature-packed brand-new dining, living, bedroom collections, decor, and more. Take a break from furniture shenanigans this spring break at Bob's. <laughs> I was supposed to be rooting for because the Sounders were in like a light blue color and they were wearing gray. So I thought that was that was funny. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I've seen the recycled games before, but I've never seen MLS three sixty with the recycled colors. Oh, no. Where every game they switch between the teams are in the same colors, and so you can't tell what game you're watching. Oh my god! <laughs> Especially <laughs> when they're doing the split screen. Yeah, this, oh, there's man. four games at once, and every single person is in the same jersey combination that's funny um, I think we can pretty much move on from the Sanders because really really nothing um, nothing happened um, uh, the only the only drama that almost happened was uh, in the RSL game um, game ends 0-0 um, but uh, Kellen Rowe um, thought it looked like he might have picked up a really bad injury mm. and Sanders were uh, Stephen Fry came out really big um, that he was unhappy with how RSL was treating Roe for being down on the field, and like um, he thought it was classless. I don't know exactly what he heard. Yeah. Um, it, and uh, it's tough, but like also like the the amount of people going down late in the game. Yeah. Like, like if you're and if you're a, the average fan, the average fan, like you just you're, yeah, you you yeah, you 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 just it's, do this yeah. like get up. I I, I feel I felt like, the amount of whining the Sounders were doing was was a little like every team does this. Yeah. If we were win, if we were at home winning by a lot of goals, you're you're gonna see like it's happened, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that players fake injuries because then when this happens, then people feel bad. Yeah. Um. But uh, Kellen Rowe uh, does not need surgery, so he should be back um, moving forward. Um, let's move to NYCFC. NYCFC uh, played Dallas, uh, and then uh, they went to Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. Dallas made the mistake of uh, posting about yes. the baseball field, which teams should know. That if yeah. a, if you're a team that makes fun of this, it's not going to end well. Yes, message out there to all the MLS teams that listen to this show because I know that all of the Twitter admins do. Yeah, we know that they, Craig Vanny yes, is they, is never going to do this. Yeah, they follow each of us personally, so yep. they know us. Yep. Um, don't make don't make a baseball stadium joke 
and RSL did it last year, and they doubled down on it as well. The RSL admin like went off last year and was like responding to comments and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Leave and leave they, the baseball stadium jokes to yeah, us. They got they got beat six 0 You, you got to be careful. You know, it's you can't do this. And then Dallas, they make a baseball stadium post uh, with Sebastian Ibiaga, a former NYCFC player. Um. And what I think is even more cowardly about that is that they didn't even play Ibiaga in the game. So it's like, if you're going to use our own players back at us, at least put him in the game so that we can see what you're doing with him. You know? Uh, yeah, either way, beat him 3-1, put three goals past him. Good performances uh, from Santi Rodriguez at the false nine. Gabriel Pereira, um, he's great. We lose a lot of offense without him, which we saw in the Toronto game. So, yeah. Yeah, I I want to I for the goal that uh, Toronto scored. Um, the commentators were like, "Oh, uh, James Sands, like that's all his. That's uh, like it. They're like, oh, it's a, it's a James Sands' own goal, or like what? it's it's like it's like or." Uh, at the end, they're like, "Oh, it, they're, they made it seem like James Hans made a huge mistake." Yeah, and it's like James Hans. Yes, he could have been closer, but like, like he's also like uh, it's not just his fault on that yeah. play. So I thought that was yeah, like no, bad. I, actually, I thought that was bad commentating actually, on the on the goal because he's I, really not that close. Yeah, I, I to the, the I, person I, who scores. I blame that goal actually all on Maxime Cheneau, which hurts to say because I I love him. He's one of my favorite players on the team, but he comes all the way over to Richie Larea, um, when he really just doesn't have to, and he leaves CJ Sapong just wide open. Um, and yeah, thanks for that, Nat, uh, Matt. Thanks for getting rid of CJ Sapong. Yep. We don't have a striker anymore, <laughs> by the way. There's not one on the roster. No, man. Uh, yes, it's kind of the same for us. We've got one. Um, and he's like 19. Um, but yeah, I unfortunately, I think that was on Cheneau. And then at the end of the game, you had Maxime Cheneau and Talis Magno uh, yelling at each other. Cheneau was like really screaming at him. And then as he walked away, uh, Talis Magno seemed to flip him off. Uh, not what you want to see, but Nick Cushing said that everything was smoothed over in the locker room after the game, which I believe to be true. Um, I think they were all just kind of upset because it was a frustrating game. We weren't really working well offensively. We had like one shot on goal, probably less. Um, yeah, it's just one of those games on the road where you just kind of have to flush it out of your system. And uh, for Nashville, Nashville, first they played LAFC and then they... Uh, came home, played Atlanta. Um, Matt, thoughts on these two games? Uh, yeah, I think had Walker Zimmerman not played in the friendly uh, for the U.S. team, then Nashville probably gets the result against LAFC because it's pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty direct causation. Dan Lovitz does not know how to play center back. He doesn't <laughs> step yes, to... it was a bad mistake. Yeah, he doesn't step to the most dangerous player in MLS, and when you don't step to the most dangerous player in MLS right now, uh, he's going to score. Literally um, seconds after yeah. Zimmerman goes off. Yeah. yeah, it's just a clear... And I was really upset with Gary. I said Gary out after this game. <laughs> you did? Yeah, yeah then, man, I remember that. And then yep. it immediately came out that Walker complained about groin tightness at halftime, and I was like, okay, yeah. well, you yeah. can't leave him out. Yeah, so like, it was it was definitely on Walker for... Like, yeah. Walker, like, it was him yeah. who, who made the call. 
And that was that was really a shock because you don't say Gary out. You don't say things like I that. I do not and say so Gary out. So when you out. said that after the game, I was like, oh, wow. It was just such a direct causation that had it only been for rest, it would have been yeah. upsetting. It just yeah. happened so fast. It was like so yeah. clear cause and effect. I think you really just have to blame the – you got to blame U.S. soccer – for scheduling the friendly oh, just to make money. Seriously. Um, and that that is what caused Nashville to tie LAFC. But this was a heavily rotated LAFC squad. Um, Nashville is not as good as LAFC, but this was a chance to get a result against them because of their rotated squad for CCL. And Nashville played much better than LAFC in this game. Yeah, in and um, Gary switched to a diamond for these last two games, which has mm-hmm. really, really helped uh, Nashville in possession. Um, it's allowed Shaq more, more space to get up the wings. It's allowed us to succeed without having a striker. Um, we've played Fafa and Teal as strikers. Um, and then when Shaq Moore gets up, they sort of switch over. Uh, it, l- it allows us to bring Schaffelberg off the bench. It's a tactically um, nuanced thing to do, and it's it's one of the most impressive formation changes I've seen from Gary Smith in his time at Nashville. And the teams looked really good in the diamond. Yeah, Schaffelberg comes on, and the goal he scores, I want to bring attention to because, like, the the run, just like, this goal just shows how hard he wor- he's working mm. as a player who's not taken very seriously by the league, I would say. Um, and it's like he's, he, he's working very hard and doing the simple things. And he just it's he makes a really, really hard run and goes straight through three Atlanta United uh, <laughs> uh, defenders, yeah. just goes right past them and then finds the near post um, right past Diop. Um, so like that that was a great goal. and um, yeah, I'm Sheffelberg uh, is becoming one of my favorite players to watch. Mm. Um, and he I think uh, he's still. How old is he? I think he's still. I think he's still pretty young. I think Schaffelberg is young. Um, Schaffel, look, I love he, Schaffelberg. He looks really young, at least. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Schaffelberg uh, moved from Canada to the United States. Yeah. Um, well, he came from specifically to Nashville. Yeah. And he immediately uh, cut his hair into a mullet. So <laughs> I have a tremendous amount of respect for just embracing the Nashville <laughs> yeah. culture. Um. Well. While you while we check on the edge, the other games that uh, our clubs had were in the the U.S. Open Cup. Um, both uh, the Sounders uh, and Nashville um, finding their way um, past lower division sides. Sounders having to go to extra time. Um, in in what was a a thrilling game, but yeah. the Sounders made it past San Diego, made it past Landon Donovan. So um, I'll take that. Uh, oh, does Matt, he own that team? Uh, he he was the coach, and I think now he's like, he's he's not the he's not the head coach anymore, but he's oh okay he's like um he's like above that. He, he oversees that. While we're on San Diego, we like have to mention that the MLS announced that they're going to be doing new. Ah. They're going to announce the new for expansion yeah. team. And from everything I've seen, San Diego is the favorite. I think uh, I've also. It also seems like Sacramento. Sacramento has also been. I thought that that was pretty much confirmed. For or actually, has Sacramento already been confirmed? Now I, I don't think know. about it. I, I thought San Diego was the yeah. favorite. Do we need more California yeah. teams? Well, it seems like we're going to San Diego. <laughs> well, we're going somewhere in California again. Um, all right. Um, for moving forward to to next week. Um, let's run through. 
um, our predictions and how we're feeling um, about uh, these next games. Sounders are playing um, SKC. Both of you guys have predicted um, that the Sounders will win. Um, I think that this is a time where the Sounders could... um, I think, like, if the Sounders beat them bad, I think Peter Vermees might get fired. This is the worst start in Mm. MLS history that SKC has. They've only scored three goals. While they've had some people out on injured being injured they have just been so so bad this year um we should be able to um i'm hoping that we can continue um our our uh our um shutout streak at home we have yet to be scored at at home um so hopefully this is a it's a good atmosphere this game is on it's the only MLS game on sunday it's on fox um and uh hopefully and uh uh, I'm expecting to hear Tim Media get booed the entire game um, <laughs> once again uh, if he is playing. He has to do it again. He just has to take another player down. If he did, the the balls on this guy. If he does that, <laughs> if he does that yeah. again, um, uh, Ethan and, and with the NYCFC, uh, NYCFC is playing in Charlotte mm-hmm. um, later today. Um, I predicted a loss for NYCFC ah, oh, because this is in this is in Charlotte. I think that sh- I think this game is going to be a very scrappy game, and um, uh, Matt Matt predicted the win yes. for NYCFC. It probably will yeah. be a scrappy game. You're right about that. Uh, Charlotte pissed me off last year. They beat us both times we played them. That's true, you've said that. Um, yeah, their fans were so annoying, and it's like. All eighty thousand of them. <laughs> no, I mean I meant at at the at the home game we played against them. Oh, okay. Yeah, because um, and like you know, opposing fans are opposing fans, but then the there's the special kind that's just actively annoying, and you're just like, God, shut up! This is not your stadium. You're really so annoying right now. Um, because I feel like there's an etiquette. I to be honest, I could be wrong. Um, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with me, but I feel like if you're at an opposing stadium, you got you have to be a little quieter if you're not in the like allotted away section with all of your other fans. Yeah, I I I, I think that's I I agree with that. I do that. Yeah. Um. So otherwise, you're just being a a d bag, because like you can celebrate, of course, if celebrate, like there's a goal the or goals, like, yeah, yeah, or if you know a a cool play happens. But if the whole game you're just like running your mouth, yeah, you just, have to understand that, you. that other people have season yeah. tickets right around you. Nobody likes you. Go away. Is there anything from the Toronto game that you think NYCFC? What What's one thing that NYCFC mm. has to improve on for this game against Charlotte to get a result? Well, I'm interested to see what changes will be made. Uh, Santi at the false nine worked really well against Dallas. It didn't work at all against Toronto. Um, so I wonder if we'll stick with that or if maybe we'll see Gabe Siegel uh, have another start. Um, I think uh, Brian Kufre will probably go back in at left back over Kevin O'Toole. Uh, Kevin O'Toole started last week for rotation purposes. He was okay, but Kufre's been really good, so I hope he comes back in. Uh, Misha Lenich has been playing well. I unfortunately I don't see many changes being made because we're a little thin in terms of depth right now. I feel like and any tactic 
changes that you think that they should go at? Yeah, I think Charlotte has not been doing well this year. Yeah, I, it's just it's the false nine or no false nine thing. I think we just got to decide, and whatever we pick, we just got to go balls to the wall with it, um, and just really commit to it. You know, Nashville is uh, they are playing Chicago. Both me and Ethan have predicted wins for this yeah. week. Matt, how are you feeling going into this game? Any any tactic changes from the game against Atlanta? Uh, at home, so I think I want to see the diamond again. I want to see us try to possess. Um, and I think Nashville should win this game. I think uh, Chicago might be better than um, their points per game is right now, but I think Nashville has to be better than they are. So. Do you think Shuffleberg should start and are there any lineup changes it depends on the formation if we're in the diamond then Alex Mule or Sean Davis should start um because Dax McCarty do you think he should start yes Dax has been fantastic on the ball just sub him out at 45 terrible decision <laughs> gave away a really really obvious penalty but he was very he was instrumental in the possession against Atlanta yeah I think he actually did more good than harm even though he gave away that penalty mm. Very, very, very easy call uh, for the referee. Um, also, coming up this week, we have U.S. Open Cup. The Sounders will be playing in L.A. Um, Nashville is hosting Dallas, and NYCFC is playing Cincinnati. Any yes. any thoughts on the U.S. Open Cup? It'd be nice to win it. I, you know, we never won it before. Um, it'd be nice to try. I feel like we never really try to go for the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, I, I guess it would be nice to win a fifth one. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, as soon as you leaned into the mic, I was like, okay, I know where this is going. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Matt, any thoughts on uh, on getting to see Dallas? Um, I haven't seen them. Uh, harder to criticize uh, Geotis than the baseball field. Um, any any <laughs> any any thoughts about the U.S. Open? I mean, Nashville had a Nashville had a good run going last year. They could have hosted U.S. Open Cup. Yep. And then they, and then they. Decided to shoot themselves in the foot and not start a a good team. Um, yeah, they also got like eleven yellow cards that game, so I don't know what mm-hmm. the ref was on for that one. Um, but uh, it, Dallas has better depth than Nashville, so if these aren't full strength lineups, then Dallas will probably beat us. All right. Well, that is. Oh, good. I have one more thing. Oh, I one feel more like thing. We should do this on the air so that we know. So so that because I'm I'm being honest about it. I, th- I think there's a mistake in the prediction uh, tallies. Oh, did I we think, do the math wrong? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, the Nashville LAFC game. I predicted a win, and it's got me in the green, but it ended in a tie. So I think um, the Nash. So that should be a, that should not be a point for me. The Nashville LAFC game. That's very honest of you, Ethan. And uh, with that, we will add. A, <laughs> no, uh, you with- get a point for honesty. Let's go. Let's, let's, um, let's go. <laughs> I was gonna swear. <laughs> um, with with that uh, result, what, can I? I have a joke I just came up with. Can I say the joke? Yeah, yeah you can say the result. What the uh, what what dating sites do referees use? What dating know. sites do referees use? Match dot com. Nice, nice. Wow, <laughs> that was great. That right was really off the dome. That right was really dome. that was really really great. Thought about that one all night. With with the prediction with with that update the score is I am back in first with no. ele- with eleven. I shouldn't have been honest. Ethan has ten okay. and Matt bringing up the rear with nine. So clearly, did you say bringing up the rear? 
Like one point behind. Yeah, I've never heard bringing up. It just means in last place. You've never heard anyone say that? I feel no, like that's, that's really a, funny. That's a saying. I like that's a that saying. is definitely a saying. Yeah. Um, Bring so, up that rear for me. So clearly I'm running away with it. Hey, there's a lot of season left. You I never know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just that one point could make it. It's going to come down. We can't let Nat win anything more. I just changed just a whole chunk of my degree, and so that should help. <laughs> Yo, right. Matt's been on a hot streak. All right. That's going to do it. You are listening to the underground, to WECB, the underground oh, sound yeah. of Emerson College. Mm-hmm. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at WECB Football at on Instagram at footballslife.wecb. Contact the show at footballslife.net or send us an email at footballslife.wecb at gmail.com. Till next week, we'll see if we are every winners. Oh, jeez. We'll see what happens. Until then, football, football is live.